spite is as good a reason as any. A Sandman Potfic, part one of the reasons verse. Written by Blue Sunshine and read by Literarian. Chapter two. It takes him months to track down the descendant of Johanna Constantine, who is, in turn, Johanna Constantine. Well, my lady Constantine, he greets her with a startled, laughing breath and an internal wavering screech of indignation at things he could have been allowed to know. You haven't aged a day. She does not, however, turn upon him with similar surprise and recognition. Who the bloody fuck are you and how do you know me? The young woman practically snarls at him when he catches her on the stoop leading up to her flat. She is not, in fact, the same Johanna Constantine. Well, you can't blame him for his confusion, given, well, his own situation and her remarkable resemblance. Now that he does give her a good look, though, she is a mite younger in appearance than her predecessor, if his memory is correct, but those brown eyes and that cunning cleverness to her looks. Good genetics, he supposes. Interesting field of study, though, genetics. Fascinating stuff. Not the point. It takes a somewhat rambling conversation, actually, to get to the point without launching directly to the point and landing himself feet first into trouble. He has to feel her out a bit. This Johanna Constantine is shrewd, suspicious, wary, and more than a touch bitter. First, however, she accuses him of stalking, then, when he has her more or less unconvinced of that, she splashes him in the face with a hip flask of water and a little bit of Latin chanting. He corrects her pronunciation. Can't help himself, really. He was actually a Latin tutor there for a bit. Tutor? Translator. Done that a lot, actually. Translations. It's good work for the decades where he needs to disappear for a while got himself into teaching now. Nothing fancy. Speech and communication. You can teach people how to talk to people now, and he finds it rather delightful. His students keep his life interesting. Anyways, they sit down to a coffee after that as a grumbling recompense for her fool's presumptions, and he's handed off a few napkins to dry himself off. He misses pocket squares, handkerchiefs. They're considered old-fashioned now. He sometimes carries one anyways. Sometimes he even embroiders them himself. A lost art embroidery. Gone by the way of machines. It'll come back, though. People seem to love returning to old arts as new age revelations. She stares at him with a quirked head and a narrowed eye and a little twist to her mouth, this Johanna Constantine. 
Since she appears readily capable of an at-will exorcism, he can only assume she is at least acquainted with the occult. So, he tries to explain that he wants her help finding a man who may or may not actually be a man and can't even give her a name. Tries to explain without explaining too much, which is a feat, given that his explanations contain so little. Everything he has to go on is in truth not much of anything at all. Are you feeding me a line of bullshit or just wasting my time? She eventually snaps out, callous and almost petulantly indifferent. Hop sighs, rubbing his hands over his face, and lets it out. People are almost always better than you'd expect, right? Did your predecessor ever tell the story of the devil and the wandering Jew? She snorts over her drink, some fancy coffee full of sweetness and spices and a splash of liquor. It's amazing what they can do with coffee these days. He remembers when sugar used to be expensive and everything so damn bitter. These are good times. He's pretty sure she's got a gun on him, hidden away in that purse she has plopped in her lap. But what the hell, he can't die and he's pretty sure she won't do anything untoward in a public place on a sunny day. I'm not actually a Jew and he's not actually the devil, Hop says, and she stops smiling like he's making an ass of himself. I think. You think? She quirks a brow, interested this time, all hard-edged and keen. Hop shrugs. So he said, though he never said much. And what are you then? She asks, hard eyes for all that she was smiling. Hop laughs. <laughs> Some schmuck who got stood up. The hard edge in her eyes tilts toward incredulity. She leans a little over the cafe table, lips twitching. I'm sorry, are you trying to hire me to track down a supernatural being of indeterminate origin because you got jilted by your immortal ex? He's not my ex, he's my friend and yes, he jilted me and I have something to say about that. Hop huffs out. Do you have any idea what it's like that you only get to meet a man once a bloody century and he doesn't show up because you last parted on a... on a tiff? She laughs, a cracked little thing that snickers out with a slight edge of hysteria. Like this is funny, but she's a little too broken to appreciate it properly. There is something jagged-edged and wounded under her skin, he thinks. Something recent, but it isn't his place to pry. Not his business. Oh, that is something. She shakes her head. Not the most informative reference, though. Pale, skinny fellow with dark hair and a big bloody ruby round his neck isn't even enough for a decent scrying. Maybe my nan had something written down, though. 
If Hernan did do a few jobs for him, as you say, I'll have a look. You'll take the job, then? Hob grins, relieved. You'll help me? Something under her expression shudders. No promises on helping anybody, she mutters out, jaw clenched. Johanna honestly forgets about it by the middle of the week. She remembers again when she trips over one of the bloody useless stacks of stuff piled up in her flat. She keeps meaning to throw it out. Keeps meaning to throw it all out and get out of any involvement with... that. The life of dealing with all the supernatural crap that just wants to tear the world apart. Let it! Fuck, she'd tried, and look where that got her. Maybe she didn't try hard enough. Maybe there was no trying hard enough. Maybe it was all just bullshit. But she is a Constantine. She knows deep in her miserable little heart that there is no truly getting out of it, that life. She's touched it, and it's touched her in turn, and nothing would scrub that off. It would find her again, maybe years later, maybe decades, but it would find her. It always did. Better she be prepared. Better she not leave herself helpless. But still. The stacks. Journals, artifacts, musty old books and photocopied records all mixed in with old receipts and greasy takeout napkins and random bits of forgotten laundry. Some of it is in boxes, at least. Some of the boxes are even labelled. Not her doing. The girlfriend before her last boyfriend did that. Johanna just didn't keep up with it. She's running low on cash, and what is she gonna do? Get a normal job? Finish college? <laughs> As if. And maybe this one wasn't so bad, as these jobs went, so long as the mystery man she was supposed to try and turn up didn't actually turn out to be something nasty, but his friend... The jilted ex, she thinks, having possibly forgotten his proper name already, seemed surprisingly normal. Bit too cheery for her taste, but he just seemed like a fellow. Who maybe has been alive for a few centuries more than you'd expect. He'd given her his card, in case she turned anything up. It's probably still in her purse. She hasn't dumped it out in a while. She should probably do that. Might be some spare crumbled cash in there if she thinks about it. Johanna kicks the stack she's just tripped over out of the way and fetches her purse, dumping it out on the pile. Gun, pocket Bible, personally annotated, flask, holy water, Second flask, whiskey, 
receipts, some bar mints, spare change, a few extra keys, an old talisman, a broken burner phone. No card. Turns out the card was in her jacket pocket. Gat Roberts, it read. And then a P.O. box and a number. Johanna snorts, wondering what kind of name that was. Then she considers it, mouth-pulling. The man was, if she really believed his story, some centuries old. Maybe it was just a name of the times, if it was a real name at all. She taps the card a bit, already foxed and crumpled from its rough journey in her jacket pocket. Maybe she'll look into this fellow. He was offering a fair sum. And if he checks out, or some approximation thereof, then maybe she'll look into the fellow he's trying to find. Best to be cautious after all.